1 Thessalonians chapter 4, look in verse 1. The Bible said, Furthermore then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us, how ye ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, there it is, I think, even as the Gentiles which know not God. Now take your Bible and go to the book of 2 Timothy and look in chapter 2, and let's begin to read in verse 20. And the Bible says, uh, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and vessels uh, gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified in meat for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. You can be seated tonight. Lord, we won't take in that we love you. Thank you for loving us. Be honest with you tonight, Lord. I, I really do believe this would be the message for the hour, but uh, we really do stand in need of you. Uh, we do need the unction from the Holy One that we talked about this morning. And we just need you to come by and help our heart. There may be somebody here tonight that is longing to get saved, and we pray they'd move. And, or maybe somebody here tonight that you just need to deal with their heart. I pray you would. I pray that if there's somebody here that needs encouragement, that it be found in your word and you'd help them tonight. We certainly need you to come by for just a little while. Lord, I pray as we preach, I pray the Holy Spirit would have free reign to move upon folks' hearts. That, Lord, as we leave out of here, that we'll leave out of here better than what we come in. And you'll do something with this message that I cannot do. We want to thank you again for Calvary. Would you please help us tonight? For all this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. As we look in the book of 1 Thessalonians, uh, as the Apostle Paul writes in these first few verses and he talks about how that they had received their commandment, how they were to walk and please God. And as a matter of fact, he said, so you would abound more and more. And so he said, I've, I've told you how you need to walk, what you need to do, uh, how you need to act and how you ought to walk in this world and uh, in your Christian life, that you'd please God. And then he said in verse 3, he, he said, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. And then he talks about how that we are to possess our vessel, and he's talking about our flesh uh, in sanctification and honor. Now, if you go over to the book of 2 Timothy that I read, and I'll just go back over there, uh, he talks about vessels unto honor and vessels unto dishonor. 
And he said this right here. Uh, he said, if we were to purge our himself, talking about becoming a vessel unto honor, uh, and these things that he talks about fleeing youthful lust in the next verse, uh, to vo- avoid foolish and unlearned questions, uh, how we're not to strive and all those things. But he said right here that he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use. Now, there's something you need to understand about sanctification. It has to deal with our flesh. Sanctification primarily deals with your body. It deals with your vessel. Uh, If I can say tonight, this is the definition, uh, it means to cleanse or to purify or to make holy. It means to separate or set apart It means to purify or to cleanse from corruption. In these two verses that I read, they have to deal with our body. It has to deal with us being set apart. It has to deal with us being holy. Uh, You know what was it in 1 Peter 1 and verse 16? He said, be ye holy for I am holy. Now all through the Bible we find the word... Uh, and words sanctify, 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 sanctification. And a lot of people have an idea that that is something that is extra uh, that comes to salvation. Uh, They have an idea that it is a second work of grace uh, and there is no such thing as that. You get all you need for salvation when you bow your head and bow your heart and trust Jesus to save you. Uh, And so I want us to gather something today when we talk about sanctification and sanctifying things. Now, first of all, in Exodus 40, uh, the Bible says that the tabernacle furniture and Aaron the priest was sanctified. Uh, The furniture and the priest was set aside uh, for the work of God. Exodus 19, part of Mount Sinai was sanctified Uh, In 1 Timothy 4, he talks about food being sanctified. Exodus 13, he talks about the firstborn being sanctified. Exodus 29, they talk about sanctifying the altar. Leviticus 20, he told Israel to sanctify theirself. In Exodus 19, uh, as as Moses, now they've just come out of Egypt by Exodus 19. Exodus 12, they've had the Passover, they've been on the run, they've crossed the Red Sea, they've done all these things. But in Exodus chapter 19, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes. Why? They were fixing to come and meet with God, and He wanted them to separate themselves apart from this world. You want me to tell you something? I'm going to tell you whether you want me to or not. How's that? Amen. I wish Mitchell was here. He would say, go ahead, brother. And uh, so, uh, you know what we need to do if we're going to come and meet with God? We're going to have to sanctify ourselves. We're going to have... Boy, is it tough tonight? Boy, it's awful quiet. Boy, some of you, I mean, I don't know now. Uh, Listen, but if we're going to come in here, we're going to have to separate ourselves uh, uh, and that from the... Listen, this building tonight has been sanctified. Do you realize that? 
Do you realize that? Now, I know there's nothing holy. I get that. This is wood and uh, carpet and uh, it's just furniture. I get all that. And it's walls and paint. I, I understand that. But listen, we sanctified this building uh, and that for the worship uh, and the teaching uh, and the preaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's being set aside uh, uh, from this world. Amen. Hey, listen, that's what it's used for. I believe that's what it's intended for and what it needs to be used for. Deuteronomy chapter 5, he told them over there to sanctify the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. Set it apart. It's different than any other day. I think that's the way Sunday is. I think you ought to sanctify Sunday in your heart and make it different than any other day. That's my opinion. Okay, I, you can tell you, I, I mean, I believe the Bible leads us in the direction to keep all days holy unto the Lord. But this is a special day. They worship the Lord. Uh, the disciples did on the first day of the week because that's when he got up. First Peter chapter 3 said to sanctify the Lord in your heart. But the simple definition of sanctification literally means to set apart or to cleanse or to make holy. I'm going to look at three things tonight if I could quickly. I'll try to be quicker tonight than I was this morning. But... Uh, First of all, number one, there is the past sanctification. What do you mean a past sanctification? Uh, the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, under the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. When you got saved, you got sanctified. Something, something happened to you. Something changed inside of you for the better. I hope so. Amen. I mean, there was a difference. I mean, the Bible said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Uh, and so when we got saved, uh, uh, listen, the Lord done a work in our heart that we could not do. He cut us loose. Uh, uh, the book of Colossians talk about that circumcision uh, uh, made without hands. He talks about that operation over there uh, that God done. Uh, listen, he cut us loose uh, and made us different. Amen. Preacher said the other day, uh, talked about cutting us loose. He said, "He said he, you know, when when God saved us and uh, done that operation over there, that He took us uh, out of the devil's will uh, and then put our will in our own hand." There's a lot of truth to that because it is our choice whether or not we want to serve God or not. It's your choice tonight whether you want to be separated. I'm getting ahead of myself. And you want to live a sanctified life and have a sanctified home and a sanctified family. And a lot of people think that that is a mystical word. But friend, it really just has to do with being set apart for the work of God and for the work of Christ. Amen. So when He saved us, He set us apart for Him. I become His and He become mine. I'm his, and he's mine. I was talking to somebody the other day. We was talking about the church at Corinth, and they said this, 1 Corinthians 1 again, under the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. So what's the big deal there? That's the church at Corinth. If anybody had problems, man, it's him. If there's anybody that was carnal... It was them. 
I, I mean, what did he say over, over in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 3 when he talks about their growth? Uh, he said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes. That's why he told the church at Corinth. But here he told them, he said in 1 Corinthians 1, as he's opening the book, I mean, as he is opening and addressing them, he said, you're sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be saints. With all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. You go to the same chapter beginning of the latter part and he said, but of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. He done that for us, you see. When you got saved, He set you apart. There should be something different about you. I mean, there was something happened to me the night that I got saved. I'm not, I, I know I say this a lot sometimes, but I didn't understand fully what was happening. I just wanted to get saved. That's it. I just wanted to get saved. I, I didn't know much of nothing else. I just knowed I was lost and I wanted to get saved. Amen. And I'm glad I went and I'm glad he came. Amen. And actually it's the other way around. He came and I went. Amen. Amen. He came to me and I went to where he uh, was at that altar. Amen. I, I knelt down and asked him to save me and I believe he done his job. I, I, I'm glad tonight that friend that I'm saved. Uh, let me park right here for just a second. I'm saved because that book says so. Amen. Amen. A lot of people say I'm saved because I feel like I'm saved. I'm saved because of what I've done. I'm glad all those things can be true. But to be honest with you tonight, I'm saved because that book says so. Amen. Amen. That's it. That's all I've got to lean on. That's all I've got to hope on and hope for. It's what that book says right there. So I'm going to tell you, it ain't every day that I get up uh, and I want to shout heaven down uh, and I feel like I'm saved. Uh, uh, but because this book is true, uh, I, I know I'm saved tonight. Amen. I'm always reminded of what Brother Ted used to say. Brother Ted Pegram, man, he was my friend. And he, he, used, he used to say, I know I got saved. Hey, I believe he got saved when he was 30 years old. I already been to Vietnam and back. And he says, I know I got saved. When, and, he, and he'll tell you that. And he'd say, and he'd say man, I, I used to drink and I used to gamble away the rent money and the house money. And he said, God changed all that when I got saved. He'll make a difference in your life. He sanctifies you. And then you know what he does? He sets you apart for him so that you can serve him. But you know what we have to do? Not, not, not only is there a past sanctification uh, when you, since you've been saved, but there is a present sanctification that you're doing right now, that you're working on right now. What do you mean? You go back to the text verses in 1 Thessalonians 2 Timothy, and he's talking about our flesh. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. You should know how to keep control of your flesh. Amen. 
I mean, I, I mean, I, I, we, we like to talk about getting saved. We like to talk about that. It makes us feel good. It uh, reminds us of a good time in life. Uh, uh, but I'm going to be honest with you tonight. Some present day sanctification uh, is for us to do right now. There is to be a separation from us and the world. We are to be that vessel unto honor. Let me see if I can find this verse over here. Second Chronicles chapter 29. And said unto, him, said unto them, Hear me, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves, and sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers, and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. How were they to sanctify the house of God and sanctify themselves? Get all the filthiness out. That's how you do it. You get all the filthiness out. Well, preacher, I don't, I, I don't have a, a lot of filthiness. That's good. It's, it's like uh, I, I'm reminded a lot of times, Brother Marvin, we preach like everybody is just low down in sin sometimes when, when sometimes they're probably living better than I am. Uh, they're probably doing a better job at it than I am. And I don't ever want to preach down to you or make you think that, but I will be honest with you now, they, some folk, just need to clean some things up in their life. And that may be you tonight. There may be some things that is in your home or in, uh, 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 that, that you do on the job or uh, that you've got hid that nobody knows anything about except you and God. And you may not think that God knows, but I'll tell you, He knows tonight. Now, if we're going to be a vessel unto honor and one that God can use. And, and let me say this tonight. If, if you're not worried about being used of God, then this message ain't going to mean a whole lot to you. It just ain't going to mean a whole lot to you. But that, that proves that there's a bigger problem in your life. Because your desire should be to want to be used of God. I mean, that should be every one of our desires sitting in here tonight would be that God could speak to us and use us, but as long uh, as, as we're tied up with this world, as long uh, as, as we're bouncing up against the fence, if it was, uh, listen, if, if you want to be sanctified and meet for the Master's use, uh, uh, then we've got to get away from the things of this world uh, and live separate out of this world. What did he say in Romans 12? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What was it? He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your what? Your body. This thing. This is what the Lord uses while we're here. This thing. He uses our body. He wants to use our body. I mean, listen, we are the hands and the feet and the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ after He left and went back to glory. We are the body of Christ, are we not? You are part of the body of Christ. Get a hold of that tonight. 
I mean, think about that. He, he, listen, He saved you and sanctified you, put you into the body of Christ and now it is our job uh, uh, to stay fed uh, and to stay sanctified so that we can be meat for the Master's use tonight. Well, the world sneaks up on us, don't it? Not sin. Not necessarily sin, but sometimes the world just captivates us and robs our time, don't it? Does mine? Before I know it, I've already missed my daily Bible reading. I've not spent time in prayer like I need to. And I'll just be honest with you, I, I like my daily Bible reading. I do. I, I like that. I like that time. But you, you ought to, you, if, if, and, and you all have, you all do it. Now, listen, y'all take such great care of me that I don't, I don't have to work a full-time job and, and I don't work a full-time job. Uh, y'all take good care of me. And I'm able to do our radio broadcasts. I'm able to do the nursing home uh, and do, do all the devotions that we do and go visit. Hey, for y'all don't know this, I told him the other day, uh, since Mitchell's not here, I'll brag on him, okay? I wouldn't do this if he was here. But most of y'all know that Mitchell owns a, uh, his family owns a manufacturing facility. Owns two manufacturing facilities. And you know what he lets me do? He lets me come in there once a week and walk that floor. Walk that floor in both his manufacturing facilities and shut their production down and talk to them boys about their life. That's what he lets me do. How many production facilities do you know it's going to do that? Because you take such great care of me, I'm able to go do that. If this church didn't take care of me, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd be working. But you know what happens? I get sidetracked so much sometimes that we come in and trying to get in our daily Bible reading three or four pages or three or four chapters and trying to read and do what we need to do. And man, I'm just going to be telling you, it's, it, it's a little easier to do it sometimes in the morning when you're not tired. Because by the time I come in in the evening, it's 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30, I'm tired. And I know I need to read my Bible. I'm going to read my Bible. But how much am I going to get out of my Bible? Now, like I tell you, read it. Read it. You say, I'm just reading it to check it off. Read it. Read it. It's all good. Hey, listen, why do you think that he said over in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. How do you think you get sanctified out of this world, set apart out of this world, made holy while we're living in this world? Right here. You read it, you hide it in your heart so that you won't sin against Him and you live by it. That's it. That's where sanctification comes from in this present day living. We think that it is something magical or something mystical, but really it's not. It is the very fact that we determine that we're going to be separated out of this world. 
not to be holier than anybody else, not to be able to thumb our lapels at anybody else, but just simply to please the Lord. Lord, I want to live right to please you. We do that in growth. We learn that in growth. What do you mean? What was it? As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. We're sanctified by this book. The more you read this book, the more you'll grow. The more you partake of this book, the more you'll grow. The more you partake of it, uh, the more sanctified. You'll, you'll, you'll be setting yourself apart because you'll see that there's some things in your life that needs to be fixed. Take your Bible with me. I didn't, mean to, I didn't plan to go here. Look, go to John 15. Go to John 15. There's a lady over at the nursing home. She asks me all the time when I come in every Friday, uh, she says, what are you going to preach on, preacher? <laughs> or what's the subject for today, preacher? And I always tell her. I'll tell her what the subject is. I don't mind if I know. <laughs> Sometimes I may not know. She'll say, I like, and this, she tells me this all the time, Sister Margie. She'll say, I like John 15 where he says, I am the true vine and uh, ye are the branches. Tells me that all the time. If the Lord ever gives me liberty, I'm going to preach on that. Amen. But look in John 15 and verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. You know what the word purge means? It means take away some stuff. You purge stuff out, you're getting rid of stuff that don't need to be there. Now he's, he's not talking about, notice what he said right there. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, he gets rid of it. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it. He's talking about folk that are trying to do something. He's talking about folk that are living for him. But he said what, what we do is we purge that, we purge that vine, we purge that branch, excuse me, we purge that branch, we trim it back, uh, uh, we, we, we prune it back. Uh, why? That it may bring forth more fruit. We get rid of the stuff that don't need to be there. My next door neighbor for years had a peach orchard. And I would watch him and he would come through at certain times of the year, and he would begin to prune those trees. And one, he would cut the dead stuff off of them that was there. But two, he also told me this. He said it's good to prune them trees back to let the air flow through them better. Awful good to let the Holy Spirit move through us, ain't it? Sometimes he can't move through us and in us because we've got too much stuff in there. Why? That it'll grow and bring forth more fruit. We need to grow. We learn about pleasing Him as we grow. These text verses had to do with our vessel. Notice He said, for this is the will of God. It's the will of God here. Even your sanctification that you should abstain from fornication. That is a sin that is done with the body. Read the book of Proverbs. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Do you realize that 
if, if we don't know how, if we're not sanctified, if we're not living a separated and a holy life and that for the Lord Jesus, then we're not that vessel of honor that he talks about here nor in the book of 2 Timothy. We need to separate ourselves out of this world and from things that don't belong in our life. I mean, I can preach on sin tonight and we can drop the plow and dig about some things that might be in your life that don't need to be there, about how much time we spend on certain things, maybe hobbies. There ain't nothing wrong with having a hobby. But how much time are you spending for the Lord? I, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not a believer that you have to spend 24 hours a day either in your Bible or out knocking on doors and witnessing. I, I don't believe that. But what are you doing for Him? What am I doing for Him? Are we separated out of the world? I'm, I'm really determined of this that the more we separate ourselves out of the world and the more we separate ourselves to this book and God, by the way, when you separate out of something, you're going to separate to something else. You need to get a hold of that. The more we do that, we're going to be strange to people that we're around. They're not going to know what to do with us. They're not going to know what, well, they probably will know what to do. And they'll probably have thoughts that were a little crazy. Or boy, they're strange or they're different. Let them think that. I've been letting people think that for me, about me for years. That I'm strange and different. He told us in 2 Corinthians to be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? You might want to look at your friends. You might want to be careful with your friends. Ephesians chapter 4. We looked at that this morning. Ephesians 4. Verse 17. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. When we got saved, the light got turned on. We're not blind anymore. He said in verse 19, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. We've learned different, haven't we? If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You know, you've just got to settle some things in your mind. What was it? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your Bodies of living sacrifice, holy, separate unto God, which is your service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Your mind. Get a clean mind, a good mind, a healthy mind, a determined mind. A determined mind to serve the Lord. 
I'm going to stay separated out of this world. I'm going to keep my family separated out of the world as long as I can. You know, moms and dads, once your kids grow up and they leave home, there's just not a whole lot you can do other than just tell them the truth. But boy, while you got them there, you can make them stay out of the world. He told us to put off the old man. And then he said that you put on the new man, which after God is created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. Is that not what we're supposed to be after? Is to have a life that is righteous and holy in Christ Jesus. I don't know if I'm doing this message justice tonight. But there is a past sanctification. When we got saved, he set us apart. There is present sanctification that we are serving him and we're to be set apart out of this world to keep sin out of our life and things that don't belong there. And, and the closer we draw to him, the more he'll purge out things that don't need to be there. And then there is a future sanctification. In that song that was sung tonight, that was played tonight, uh, when Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation. There's coming a time when we will be most definitely changed for the better. First Thessalonians 5 said, In the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Preserved blameless. He sanctifies us. He keeps us. What was he said in husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish. That's how we're going to be presented. That's how we are now. That's how he sees and the church is. Holy and, and without spot and without blemish. But one day we're going to be presented that way. That's an exciting thought. I'm so tired of my flesh. I hate putting up with me. My mind, I have to guard so much. I, I mean, it's, some days it's just a battle. Some days it's good. Some days it's not so good. It's just the fight. It's just the fight. But you know what? I'm determined. I've got a determined mind with the Lord's help. I'm going to be, I'm, I am sanctified in Him. I'm sanctifying. I'm staying separated out of this world and I will be sanctified one day when He comes to get me. Let's bow our heads tonight.